0: Welcome family, friends, and new friends to our podcast, They Actually Survive. I'm your host, Selena. This episode is the bonus features based off of episode nine, One Last Shot and Living on the Edge. Uh, We kind of go on a tangent, talk about video games, about movies, about ethical quandaries that one might have. This was right after we had talked about Chris, Craig, and Michael as they were in a helicopter ready to film their movie when they experienced an engine failure and crashed into a volcano. So again, it's kind of all going back to that, but it starts off this crazy tangent. So uh, I set this up as a bonus episode, so you'll hear it now.
1: I'm, I'm going to bring up something that's kind of tangentially related to this what-if question. Not too long ago, I just went through this video game called Prey. It came out like about three years ago. It, you know, Just to clarify for any of the le- listeners who want to do any research into this, there was an older game called Prey from like... 10, 13 years ago. And there's a more recent one from a couple of years ago that's not really related whatsoever.
0: It's a computer um, game, right?
1: Yes, both in both instances, uh, th- these are computer games. And one thing that really stood out to me—there was a lot of things that stood out to me in the more recent prey game—but pretty early on, you get asked those uh, philosophical conundrum questions, uh, moral dilemma questions, I think is what they're referred to as. And, and the classic example of that is the runaway train with the with the track. Oh, the two people switch. and yeah. Right, yeah. It kills one person, or it kills five people. You get to decide. If you do nothing, it's going to run into the five and kill them. Uh, if you pull the switch it switches and kills the one what would you do and you know there's no right answer it's just kind of a yeah makes you think about it and they run you through a number of variations of it as well and in my personal case and I feel like I'm the odd person now because I've asked this question to a bunch of people and they always surprised me by giving me a different answer but in my case in that basic example of oh if you do nothing, it's gonna kill the three or the five or the 10 or the multiple, we'll say. And if you do pull the switch and it, uh, it'll kill the one, would you do it? In my case, I would pull that switch. And this, I'm, I'm building on something here. The next variation they give you in this specific game is, oh, there's a fat person next to the tracks and you can push this fat person onto the tracks and the fat person will will die, but stop the train from killing anybody else. Do you do it? And I always go, no, that's straight up murder. So somewhere in my mind, I have a distinction between pulling a a, a lever that'll switch the train to killing someone- And you touching somebody,
0: and you touching somebody- Right, and
1: and putting someone in that harm. I mean, we're talking very, very fine philosophical lines here. So again, not necessarily a right or wrong answer, but uh, the kind that makes you think. But um I, I blew through these questions in the game really quickly. Like I thought about it and went boom, that's my choice. Thought about the next one, boom, made my choice. And then later on in the game, they put you in that situation where you get onto like the command bridge of the space station and you hear some um back and forth uh email chatter about how a vessel has left the space station towards Earth and there's a chance that this parasite infection thing that the game is centered on there's a chance that one of these parasites is on that vessel back to earth and the communication uh, with whoever was running the space station uh, is talking to like some engineers and the engineers are saying we've rigged some remote explosives in that vessel to blow up and kill everyone and everything on board it's your decision commander to blow it up we don't know if that parasite is actually on there. Oh
0: my God, what but a we,
1: but that moral risk. dilemma. And then they have the like the countdown, literally the countdown of how long before that vessel makes it to Earth. And so it's not, it, it no longer becomes that question. And then kind of like the element that throws me off too is that person who was to, so, supposed to make that decision, they're dead by the time you get there. So there's no one like listening in to make this decision, you stumble upon it and there's a timer and you don't know if your decision actually matters because you don't know if there's actually a parasite on board. And I froze. I was like, holy crap, this is exactly the situation they asked me about in the beginning of the game. And I blew right through it. But now that I'm being asked this, why am I stalling? Why am I hesitating? What's so different about it? And in my case, as I was thinking about it, I feel that, in the case of the questions being asked to me personally, it was all very factual. There is a train. Five people will yeah. die. You can pull the lever. Only one person will die. Yeah, I knew the result this of is, the actions. Yeah, this is on paper in a sense. Yeah. On
0: paper, yeah. it's way easier to make a choice oh, yeah. than when you're actually in the action. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a video game, but you're still in the mm-hmm. action. You know, there's oh, yeah. still, there's still circumstances where on mm-hmm. paper, there's no circumstances.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything's spelled out yeah. for you. This is what happens if you make the choice. Yeah. 100% everything is known, but in reality, you don't always know the consequences of either action. I can do, I can put all my energy into this choice of, uh, you know, we were just talking about, um, uh, Harrison O'Kenny, uh, in, in, underwater in the capsized boat, the, the consequences of do I throw all my energy and literal breath into swimming after this diver who didn't see me? Or do I try to wait for another path? Yeah,
0: another I, turn.
1: <laughs> and one thing that kind of amazes me about your story today is that three people got rescued three times in three different ways. And none of them knew, really knew that the others were being rescued at all. Yeah, And that's, that's so incredible uh, to me hearing this and to um, the authorities, uh, the response team, you know, I think this is a tremendous win that they were able to go in three, at least three separate occasions and rescue all three. Yeah. That, yeah that's, that's amazing yeah it's good when things go right right but <laughs> just it's uh
0: i guess there is a sense of planning that needs to go into play because mm-hmm. what you put on paper is not necessarily what you do it's like the human aspect yeah there was a, a movie that i watched this week it was an older movie but it was about that gentleman you'll know who the guy was maybe you'll remember mm-hmm. the movie but it was sully you know that oh
1: captain Sc- uh, sully. sully.
0: scully is it, sully, sully? I think it was. yeah, yeah.
1: Took the plane down in the river. Yeah. uh, Did you get a chance
0: to watch that movie?
1: I didn't. I wanted to. I think I looked into the story.
0: It's very good because he, it's not just about the story, but it was about the persecution that he received after he rescued Mm -hmm. all these people. And, you know.
1: Yep wasn't it the the movie portrayal has him as like an addict of something? wasn't he like a drug addict or a no, a, a
0: alcohol- but no. they were they were constantly questioning every piece, and yeah. they actually did simulations. and the simulations yeah. they were able to get to at first, they were mm-hmm. able to get to the um, airport, no problem. But mm-hmm. he pieced apart these simulations. and in reality, one of the mm-hmm. simulations they did it was the 17th try that mm-hmm. they got to the
1: uh that they the action that he chose
0: no no the 17th oh. try that they actually got back to the airport
1: oh okay yeah. so everyone was saying why didn't you just do this yes and as they ran the simulation 16 times that didn't play out and it wasn't until the... attempt number 17
0: yeah uh... exactly so they did this The simulation. 16 other times and everybody died in the simulation. Number 17 actually worked because they had these people had 16 tries to do it and Mm -hmm. get it right, Mm -hmm. just like a video game. You have another try. Mm -hmm. You know, Sully didn't have that Mm -hmm. chance. Mm -hmm. I I really would love to go over you know his experience too, or or talk about that in one of the episodes. But it's yeah, it's going back to you know the human aspect though. the human aspect is always gonna throw something off or or and again going back to what you said like what's on paper is easy to say easy to Mm -hmm. you know it's easy to Mm -hmm. say i can do this but when it's you're actually put in the situation even in your Mm -hmm. sense it was just a video game but god think of that Mm -hmm. when you put it into paper and then real life
1: oh yeah like that's such a big
0: determining
1: factor I already struggle standing in line at a burger joint thinking what to order because of the choice paralysis of like, Hmm, that sounds good, but that picture looks good. Hmm. And what can I combo it with? Hmm. What am I in the mood for? Does that palette well with the burger I'm choosing? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then what do I wash it down? Hmm. And you know, for anyone who's giving me judgmental eye rolls, uh, listening to this, I at least have the self-awareness to stand outside of line. So I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm right. not trying to slow down the line. I'm like, no, 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 you go ahead. I'm, I'm still freaking calculating all the you know, permutations of decision making here.
0: You know, what's funny about me is mm-hmm. uh, when I'm looking at a menu, I find mm-hmm. whoever I'm with, I mm-hmm. find their choice first. And I I don't know what that is about me. That's just my personality. I find their
1: choice. Oh, you should get the blah, blah, blah. And they usually do.
0: I'm so good at picking out other people's stuff. (laughs) Then I get down to me and I always fall between two things. I'm like, which one, which one? My deciding factor, I always usually do price. I go, I'll go Mm -hmm. for the lower one. Or I Mm -hmm. do calories. I'll go for the lower one. So that's my determining factor. Like, nope, this is it. This is. I made a decision. I'm just yeah. going to do it that way, so that's my But you know, going back to like survival scenarios, I mean, yeah, it's very easy to pick a, a combo meal compared to <laughs> <laughs> compared to being in a survival situation, and you know, you think you have it down in your head. And it's just like so many, the human factors, so many things come into play. So
1: there's another element of the story that reminded me of that particular video game or rather an offshoot of, it was like an expansion DLC content thing, Um, separate from the main game is probably the best way I'll I'll phrase that for any non-video game out there. (laughs) Yeah, right. um, Yeah. Uh, And in this portion of the game, it was literally a simulation that you were having to reconstruct. You were playing through what you could reconstruct and trying to like piece together the situation within the simulation itself. That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is you end up playing, I want to say five different characters and your goal with each of those five is to escape that area that the simulation happens in. But the the crutch is, you're not allowed to take the same evacuation route with multiple characters. So you're having to like plan ahead, thinking, okay, this character's strengths and weaknesses allow me to easily do this. But if I easily do that and take this evacuation route with this character, my other characters will have a harder time because their routes are harder. So you're having to like do some 3D chess here of, uh, setting up the situation as best you can for everyone and then evacuating with your first character, picking your second character, resetting the situation to be as you know best for everyone else remaining, taking another evacuation route and, and so on and so forth. That element was in my head with the idea of Craig being at the bottom of the floor of this volcano in the wreckage. Um, was, was he unable to move or was he just the only one who was um, trained to operate yeah, uh, so he was
0: the helicopter pilot.
1: Pilot. So he
0: knew okay. how to work the radio. The other guy was just like the, equi- the camera guy, yeah. and then the other guy was the equipment, okay. like assistant, you know.
1: Right. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That that makes perfect sense because so he's staying in the floor bed of this. Volcano. He has to where there's these invisible probably invisible toxic gases that he can't breathe he's the only one who can't operate this equipment and radio in for any kind of help whatsoever he understands that he takes that responsibility on himself yeah he has and he, to he, nobody
0: he, knew he, that they had crashed you know
1: oh yeah, no chance of, virtually no chance of rescue if he didn't do this 100%. thing, and he was yeah. subjecting himself to the risk of, of asphyxiation through these fumes, and he recognized that, and then the helicopter comes and is able to pull him out, but it's too, the visibility is so bad, they don't see the other two, the other two are climbing out, one guy manages to get out, and just, you know, assumes that the other person has died, justifiably so, makes that assumption, and wanders off until he gets rescued, and then The third person was still in the volcano when he got rescued, when the basket got lowered?
0: Mike was the last one out, so that was the basket lowering, was Mike. So the other two, Chris had made it out himself. You know, he literally climbed the entire thing. Yeah, and he said it was like hot glass, the Mm. way that he had to climb, because it was crumbling so much. Yeah. uh, He literally had to put his arms through it, to create
1: to push really him grip into yeah, it to, and pull himself. Exactly. Up. It
0: wasn't even gripping in, but you know, like when uh, he gripped, uh-huh. he couldn't it would crumble. So he literally right. had to almost like dig right. his arms in and then yeah. pull himself up and then pull an arm out, dig it in. So yeah. and he said it was like glass putting wow. and it was hot too. You Jeez, know? So that's... can you imagine? Jesus. Jee. It's insane mm. There's this subreddit, you know, I'm into Reddit and I always like mm-hmm. look at all the articles and stuff and there's this subreddit and it's called uh, humans are metal. But man, mm-hmm, it really mm-hmm, makes mm-hmm, me think these mm-hmm. humans are seriously metal, you know,
1: for,
0: <laughs> for them to be able to do that. Like, God. And, you know, with every person, you have so many hangups and you have so many things where you second guess yourself and you're unsure of yourself. But all those have to be thrown aside when you're in a life or death situation, you know, and right. and that's what I gravitate towards so much. You know, with these stories, it's <laughs> like it boggles my mind how people come through things. You know, like this. Yeah. When everything is against them, you know, and when yeah. they feel like they cannot do anymore, and like in Mike's, both of his friends had passed away. In his, mm-hmm. he thought, mm-hmm. you know. So what made him and what pushed him forward, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's what gets to me, and like that's blows my yeah. mind is just how people come out of situations like that you know
1: when you get pushed to the limits you find new limits yeah yeah,
0: yeah. exactly yeah.